We're live, I believe. I think. Looks like it. You think? I think. Yeah, we're live. We're definitely live now. So, yeah. Rich, welcome to the show. Um, hey. A lot of exciting news going on. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, there sure is. We'll hit the highlights and roll that intro. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so, highlights. Um, one, what was dead has been resurrected. That's right. The XFL is back, supposedly. We'll talk about that. We're also going yeah. to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about uh, ESPN and who's going to be in Monday Night Football. We also have the NASCAR corner and actual live sports to talk about as well. That's right. Recaps from the bubble, and uh, also new findings in the passing of. Uh, former Angels pitcher Tyler Staggs as well. Yeah, all that and more. Um, so, folks, stick around. We got about an hour worth of uh, show for you, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. And uh, a new exciting thing for the uh, podcast, for us, uh, for, for us and how we're doing. So, um, important stuff with that that hopefully will be good. Let's roll that intro. Yeah, they just look at us when we play this. Yeah. Hi, from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, folks, and we're back with the from the intro. Um, man, a lot of stuff to talk about. But first, Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. So, um. Get to have a afternoon to myself as the uh, as uh, my wife's going out shopping with her uh, with her friend after nice. work. So yeah. So you you so have Mike, a free, free weekend. I have my whole family up here, uh, so we're going to be busy this weekend. So that's going to be a little more difficult. Um, so we have to make the show go well, but uh, do it kind of quick. And uh, yeah. So let's um, get right into that, Mike. We had a poll question last week. The first matchup in our Elite Eight yeah. for our food showdown, um, which saw your number one ranked Chicago Dog go up against wild card Brisket Achos coming out of Kauffman Stadium. I was surprised at how much of a blowout this was. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know our audience, and I know you guys love the – the Chicagoland area in general. Um, but man, brisket achos sounded really good. I almost voted for him. Yeah. I mean, all week I, I had brisket achos. I was writing up the outline last night, uh, the hard copy of the outline. And I switched it over to the Chicago dog. Now, even though when the Chicago dog was really out there, I went against it because I'm not a big fan of tomatoes and peppers. But I think that or relish or no no I'm fine any... with relish I am fine with relish oh. and onions and mustard I really am oh, okay I'm good with that but think of all the toppings that are on those brisket nachos you got the creamy coleslaw mm-hmm. you got creamy baked beans eventually if you don't eat it fast enough all that stuff is gonna soak into those nachos and then you got soggy chips and soggy <laughs> chips are hard to eat yeah um, I totally get it way too bright sorry folks so i so i went with the chicago dog and i i know where and you went with the chicago dog it's sounding like as well mike correct? i did 
Um, I went with the Chicago dog because, man, is it good. And, honestly, a Chicago dog, a good Chicago dog, especially the ones you get at Wrigley, uh, right off the the, thir- the, the first baseline uh, down there, um, just delicious. Mm. And, it like, you get the big one, and it is a full meal. So... I, you know, that's a full meal. And it looks like those brisket achos could be a full meal. But, you know, it's a Chicago dog. Um, buddy of the show, Matt Erickson, uh, shouted out and said that he uh, he couldn't vote for the brisket achos because he's never had them. That's why he went yeah. with the Chicago dog. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's where I was originally going with it, too. I mean, I like beef brisket, but I think if I'm going to get Kansas City-style barbecue, I think I'd rather have it in a sit-down restaurant rather than getting it at the ballpark uh, food stand as well. Um, but one of my things, but at the, at the same time, I know that, that those brisket nachos are also, you're going to play a premium price for those um, at the ballpark as well. So if I had the, so choosing just one, I had to go with the Chicago dog. Yes, it's going to be more expensive than the same, than the one you're going to get outside of the ballpark at a much more affordable price and probably taste the same. But I I think it was a horse apiece. I could have gone either way this week. Yeah, I like that. Um, This week. You got a rematch yeah. because of the way that you chose to power rank the foods. We get a rematch of our American League East finals, which will pit number two seed poutine coming out of Rogers Stadium, going up against Boog's Barbecue from Camden Yards. So we'll get that poll up shortly after we get off the air today. So we'll see maybe in, in the rematch if Boog's Barbecue can pull off an upset. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't think that one out. Apparently, but I it, it is what it is. Out. But it is it, what it, it is. What it is. We made those rankings. Okay, we made them on air, so that's so we got to stick with it. We can't yeah. alter it after the fact. It was supposed to be Boogs Barbecue versus the Chicago Dog, which I don't think that, that Boogs would have won on that one either. So but we'll see what happens. We'll it, we'll have to see what happens. It was a tight race yep. in their divisional round, so we'll see what happens in the rematch. Yep. So, Mike, we got a lot of updates to share about the show with some extra work that you did this uh, this weekend. Yep. So uh, tell the folks where else they can find our podcast if they just want to listen to the audio and not uh, watch the Facebook live feed video. Yeah, if you don't think I'm pretty enough to watch me uh, for a whole hour or you want to watch, you want to listen uh, to what to our thoughts, uh, you can actually catch us on pretty much anywhere uh, you get your podcast. We're still waiting to hear back from the Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's the one place we we haven't heard back to see if we're ready yet. Uh, but uh, Spotify, Google, uh, Pod, most of those podcast places that you get your podcasts, you can actually listen to us. So uh, check us out there. Uh, but if you are watching the show, we would love to get some likes, some shares. Um, it helps us out a ton. Helps us know that you actually like what we're doing. Uh, either way, we're going to do it because we like doing it, and it gives Rich and I a, a, an hour or so a week to catch up and talk sports, which, you know, I don't get a lot of outlet here because my wife doesn't like it a lot. And, Rich, you're you're stuck at home most of the time, so you don't get a lot of outlet there either. So 
Yeah, it's all good. And if you're and if you're listening to us for the first time on one of those platforms, make sure to find us on Facebook, like our Facebook page, so you can participate in our polls, and also post any comments. Yeah, comments or questions to us as well. That is balls and sticks on on the Facebook. Yep. Um, also, one last thing: if you're if you're liking this, uh, we do want you to uh, subscribe so you don't uh, miss any upcoming episodes. I think that's those are the things you're supposed to tell people when you have a podcast, right? Yeah, I think so. We're okay. still new to the whole podcasting platform website. We've been doing yeah. our our show through Facebook Live. Uh, now we're what year year two, Mike? We're, we're almost we're, at year three. We're yeah, we're we're well into year. I mean, we're we're well into year two. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So, Mike, let let's go ahead and hit the uh, quick news and notes from around sports that yep. came out. Um, ESPN has announced the new the new uh, play by play announcers for Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. So in the booth will be veteran announcer Steve Levy, who's been with probably I think he's been with the network almost since the start. Um, you normally see him on outside the lines, uh, but he did. He's also done college football for him, so he's going to take over for Joe Tescatore. And uh, joining him in the booth will be Lewis Reddick and former quarterback and former Chicago Bear, Brian Greasy. Yeah. So that'll be nice to see a friendly face there um, as that comes out. Um, yeah, and they, I think they also announced that on the weeks where they have two Monday Night Football games that um, I don't know who the other crap broadcast guy was, but uh, Kirk Herbstreet. And um, the other guy that does their college game is going to call the nightcap of Monday Night Football Week One, assuming that we have football this fall, or what it's going to look like due to COVID. I'm saying we're going to have it. I'm saying I, I, I think it. we will too. But so we've seen some players opt out, and as the NFL as it gets closer to the NFL, we'll probably talk more NFL. Um, but we got another football league coming out coming back as. Yeah, so we all thought the XFL was dead, and, uh, you know, um, if you had a cool 15 million, 15, seriously, there are houses that you can buy for, like, Mm -hmm. 10 times that amount. In fact, the guy that bought it, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, he done, uh, he done bought it for 15 million dollars. I mean, well, he, he wasn't. A, yeah, he wasn't alone, Mike. Nope. His uh, business partner and uh, former wife, uh, Danny Garcia, joined him in the bid, and also, um, I don't know what you call this. Kind of like an investment group called Red Capital, who is a sports investor across. Um, I think the big thing that they're known for is they're one of the larger investors in Yes Network, which broadcasts all of the New York Yankees games. So do you think this can be successful? They've said that they are going to keep all eight teams, supposedly, and 2021 will be operated in a single-site bubble. Okay. Um, Man, uh, do I think it's possible? Yes. I think they can pull it off. Um, Do I think they're going? uh, Yeah. So so here's a question for you. If, If COVID hadn't happened, would the XFL have made it a full season? I think if I honestly, I think they could have. I think they they had momentum. They were doing all right. Um, 
I think, yeah, I think they probably make it. Yeah, and, and I agree too. I think maybe if COVID hadn't come into place, maybe year two in 2021, you might, might have seen some teams relocated that, to see if that if a location could support their team better, providing more in-game at, at, um, game day attendance maybe. Um, so maybe we'll see what, what happens in 2022 uh, if the league's still around, where they choose to actually put teams at to physically play games. I've already I've known um, that uh, Birmingham is supposedly reached out to the XFL wanting a franchise, whether it be an expansion or a relocation, as they really want a football team in Alabama. Yep. So we'll see. And I, and I think one, I think that uh, maybe the they need to make, kind of really take a serious look of where they want to actually have their franchises at so you can actually get good uh, home game day attendance and yeah. not totally rely on your um, TV viewership. Yeah, the other thing is, and I, and I wonder if this is a thing, and this is what I was thinking, if the XFL didn't have to deal with COVID, if they mm -hmm. were just dealing with, if it was just the XFL, I think it actually would have made more sense to turn it into, and, and this is going to sound, you're going to roll your eyes when I say mm -hmm. this, but turn it into the traveling circus that the WWF is. Hmm. So kind of do so kind of do what the Big Three basketball league does. They they, yeah. they play a diff, they play a week in a different city, and stay in what stage two two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, back to back, something like that, or even just okay. do one game. Like like you know that you're not you know that it's not big enough to like they were having trouble filling college stadiums. Right, well, St. So, Louis was getting good crowds. They were getting good crowds yeah. at, at the Edward Jones Dome. Yeah, but that's because St. Louis had just lost a team. Um, yeah, establish places that are still established and still have a team. They're not going to support it. But could you imagine what would it what would it look like if the XFL came to the Quad Cities and played at Rocky Stadium? Okay, or or gone to Augustana. Augustana actually has less seating than than Rocky. Hmm. The, okay. fa the facilities are slightly nicer, but still, if you go to a place like that and you, I mean, if you're if you're worried about what are you going to do for um, for uh, training facilities, uh, honestly, you train and then they they bring big rigs and trailers and stuff like that that are designed for uh rehab and stuff like that for wwf guys like that's kind of that's part of the the behind the scenes things they have air they have traveling places that they can basically set up in a trailer uh mm -hmm. or a bus that could do uh they, they could buy that or they, they could hold that and you could have your training facilities in one of those um we have the technology i mean the blue tent in the nfl is portable and quick and you can do a lot of your little stuff in there and they make a lot of uh they make a lot of those um we might have just lost this this stream i'm not sure it says it's still going let me do some checks but uh it, it, it's not a crazy idea mike it, there there would just be a lot of logistics involved i mean do you have they make a lot of those do you have four um, teams playing one city and have, have the other four teams sure. play in 
uh, play in the other cities where you have but, uh, a Saturday and a Sunday game in each it, of those said cities idea, every Mike, week. There, there um, but I, th I think the key to the key to the XFL 2.0 or 3.0 um, could come down to finding more markets like St. Louis. St. Yeah. Louis, you really got behind the Battle Hawks. So it's finding other markets that'll support a team. Maybe maybe that's putting a team in San Diego. In San Diego, um, maybe even one of the in, in, or San Antonio or Birmingham, because they had good good local support for their minor league uh, football teams as well. No, I, I get it. Um, I think it'd be. I I just think thought that was one of my things last year looking at yeah. it. The the with Vince McMahon already having that an established thing. By the way, we're still good on our stream, so we don't need to worry about it. Okay. Um, but uh, with Vince McMahon having an established setup where he's used to watching or he's used to bringing medical staff and all that stuff, traveling with the team to uh, to be ready like that. Why not do something like that? And how how big of a crowd could you get? I mean, you you would fill up. Rocky football stadium. You would fill up uh, places like through the Midwest and, and through Texas and stuff like that. Some of those small town, like smallish half a million, something your, like that. Your mid major markets. Yeah. Your, your mid major markets. Okay. Your mid majors would do a, do really well. Uh, would love to have something like this show up. Um, I mean, there's a reason why the, why you have, uh, the the WWE sell out everywhere uh, when they go to these mid major markets these these yeah. mid markets so why not I don't know I mean it's a novel idea it, it would take but the thing is WWE also has an established fan base and mean a really big marketing arm you'd have yeah. to get you'd have to maybe I mean I could see that maybe being in a couple of years down the road, if you could, if you had markets that just weren't working out yeah, and maybe go to that format. But first I think you got to establish a league before you take that type of step. Yep. So XFL should be back. We hope it's back. Uh, Dwayne Johnson was a great football player too. So he was, you know, he um, played on a, he played on that university of Miami team that had Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And if you listen to any of those guys, they've all said they thought he could have gone pro. Hmm. He he didn't, but they all said he if if he if, if he would have been drafted, he would have made it. So, yeah. Um, but moving on, uh, baseball news, kind of. Um, yeah. It was what a uh, little over a year ago when. Mm -hmm. Pitcher Tyler Skaggs was found dead in his uh, hotel room in Texas, um, yeah. and they are they have now been charges brought up on Eric K for distributing fentanyl. Um, yeah. So he and I don't remember what his. Uh, I believe he was like kind of he worked in media relations. Yeah. For the Angels. Yeah. So really had no business doing this i mean I, honestly folks if you have a prescription painkiller you don't share it that's like rule number one but rule i don't think they is, were I, I don't even think they were his personal prescription he yeah. was acquiring them illegally to distribute yeah so uh he's been charged 
in the overdose deaths, probably going to get something, probably, I think the charges were like manslaughter. Um, I didn't write down the specific charges that he could get, but he does face up to 20 years in prison if convicted. Yep. And he is going on trial in Texas, which is yep. where the death happened. So, um, good to see some justice happening. Sad mm -hmm. that, I mean, we all know, I mean, honestly, he wasn't doing it in a way, he wasn't trying to do anything bad. He was trying to help somebody. I would guess, I would guess, again, this is 100% me mm -hmm. just speculating, but I would guess that it's probably, uh, it's probably one of those things that it was just, he thought that the guy needed help and he thought he was helping in the best way he could. Um, but that's not an excuse. No, no, it's not. I mean, so, they, they, I mean, maybe they, I mean, he had to have known that there was maybe a history of prescription drug use with, uh, with Tyler, that Tyler had. And instead of giving him maybe the help that he needed to get over that addiction, he enabled him instead. Yep. So, so it is what it is, but it's going to be closer to the family, closer to the whole story. And, uh, so maybe the, so the Skaggs family can move on. Yeah. Um, any other quick news before we get into some of our bigger topics and our normal stuff? Um, no, not really. That's all I had for uh, quick news and notes. Um, so the Cubs, Cubs had a pretty good week, okay. and now they now they get some uh, much needed rest since the Cardinal series got canceled this weekend. Yeah, um, and I think, and I don't remember who I heard say it, but out of sheer negligence on behalf of the Cardinals, the Cubs get a few extra days off. They do. So they are, they already had a scheduled off day on Monday uh, before going to Cleveland to face the Indians uh, for two games and then getting the weekend series with the brew crew. Uh, but looking back at the past week, they had a six and one. Yeah. With uh, sweeping the pirates and taking, if you include the home and away set with the Royals, go taking three out of four against the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. I mean, the, the Thursday game that was on national television was uh, kind of disappointing. I was hoping to get get a chance to watch that. And when we finally, when we finished watching uh, the movie that we had started in the after, late afternoon, and seen the score of the game, it was like, nope, not watching this one. <laughs> yeah, it was. So Thursday was uh, my wife's grandparents' anniversary, so we went out mm -hmm. there and had we had anniversary dinner with them. Um, we'll also talk about her birthday later. She yeah. doesn't necessarily want me to, but I will. <laughs> but uh, her birthday, or but we went out over there. And while we were there, they were like, hey, uh, or I looked at the score after the after dinner was done, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to turn on the game. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's the fact of playing on national television that's not in the Cubs' best interest this year is they're 2-0 when they play on national televised games on Fox television. Apparently you just got to watch it on the marquee network, folks. Or the ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've been. Uh, I don't think they've had a game on uh, on ESPN yet. No, they did. The opening day, opening yeah. day, the Kyle Hendricks start was an ESPN game. Yep. And well, so they're one and zero on ESPN. The other thing that uh, that 
that loss the other day destroys was my uh, Tyler Chatward Cy Young winner, 2020. Yeah, yeah. You know, through the first two starts, my, my main thing with Tyler Chatwood is, all right, where was this guy two years ago when we needed him to be good? I know. And now we get Tyler Chatwood that we all know back I, through his first start. So, but and maybe, you never maybe know. it was just a maybe it was a thing. Like maybe, maybe it was, it was a bump on the road. I mean, yeah, you yeah, Darvish got roughed up at his first start of uh, the season, and he's rebounded and pitched well his last two starts. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. The key for baseball is not being the best every day. Like honestly, it's really not. If you look at baseball, most of what what uh, does awesome, the most of the way things go, it's not about being the best every day. It's actually about what you do the day after you fall on your face. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a normal 182 game, or yeah, uh, in in a normal year. Or 162, sorry, uh, yeah. game series. That's it's a little bit easier because it's not as crazy busy with that. But on a on a series on on this shortened sprint of a se- of a season, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it it's a little rougher, a little harder. But you got to get yourself, you got to pull yourself up and say, rub that dust off and say. He got. They got me this time. They won't next time, right? Yep. And they won't have to face the Royals again. So nope. they're done playing the Royals, and uh, so we're done playing playing the Royals. And Rob Manfred confirmed that the season will not be canceled. It will go. They will continue to move forward. Yep. Um, I, I think the way that he went about announcing announcing it, he could have used better words, as he said, "We're not quitters." Yeah. That that was kind of a questionable statement to say it that way, yep. but um, I think it would have been better to maybe to leave the possibility open that we don't know what's going to happen later on. We hope we hope that we're going to finish the season, but it is what it is. Uh, but unfortunately, there will be no Field of Dreams game this yeah. year. Yeah, I that was oh, that was super kind of disappointing. Sad. Yeah, it was. I was that was the game that I was hoping was going to happen. I didn't care if they had to wait until November. Um, After they, the season? Yeah. Like an exhibition game. I, I think that would have been hard in the middle of Iowa in November. Um, but what's kind of disappointing to me was that they've said that they've already started dismantling the temporary stands. Yeah. So I was under the impression that it was going to be kind of like a permanent fixture. It wasn't going to be temporary stands to where you could host college games or or um, or maybe tournament uh, tournament travel style leagues they're playing there, but um, I did read a little bit more into it, and they said you know what the same they did the same thing when they played the game in Williamsport, Pennsylvania for the Little League Classic, and also in the game that they staged at uh, Fort Bragg yeah. as well. They they built the field, they fully maintained it, but they tore down the stands after. Yeah, I think they should have left them up for a year and then and then had it ready to go next year. Like that's, that would have been my hope. Try to play the game next year. Then you don't have to worry about the construction and all that. It's all done. It's there. The problem is it's probably a rented thing. Could have been a rented thing. Yeah. So they have to get them back down, get them back to the people that own them and then rent them again next year. But, uh, hopeful. I'm hoping they'll bring that game back next year. 
It's it's really does sound like they are. I mean, the field's going to be they're still going to finish construction on the field and get that be, to be fully ready to a major league game and then it's going to be covered once yeah. that whole once that process is done. So you're not going to see people so I don't think you'll see random tournament games being played there and you're probably not going to be able to pay to go play catch on that field either. You have to do that at the actual movie site where the film was where the film was uh was made since but Rich, it was let's let's be honest you and i we let's say we meet in dyerville it's about halfway mm-hmm. for both of us yeah let's say we meet there for a weekend of fun and stuff and um we decide that that's what we're gonna do do you want to play on the on the the mlb field or do you want to play a game of catch on the uh movie set field on the movie set field okay so i'm okay probably not gonna matter fact. anyway yeah it doesn't matter either way, but I'm okay with the fact that they're doing it that way. Yeah. So that's what's going on in baseball. So we'll look forward to see how the Cubs do and uh, after getting four days off. Um, I didn't really have this on the outline, but what about the Marlins coming back from being off almost two weeks? Yeah. And they've been – they've really come together they and rattled to, off some good victories. They're trying to keep that winning percentage at the same spot that it was when they left. Yeah. So, but they, they, they do have an interesting person on their roster, Mike, as they have former Olympic skater from the Sochi Olympics as one of their, on their active roster as an infielder. Yeah. Coming out of nowhere. But I mean, when you have that many players come down with COVID and they're required to quarantine me away from the team, you got to fill your roster spots somehow. You wonder so if that the- has been... That that's, has been probably one bright spot out of that. You wonder if the Mets have a outbreak in theirs, if uh, we're going to see uh, Mr. Tim Tebow himself. Yeah, you might. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So, so um, Rich, do you see what's coming up ahead? I do. There they are. One more time, Mike. Oh, and what's coming up after that, Rich? It's probably another left turn. We're heading into the NASCAR corner. NASCAR this week is going to be at uh, Michigan. Michigan Motor Speedway for a doubleheader. Uh, going to be up in the in Motown. And uh, didn't we talk about the Foxwoods Casino Resort 301 in New Hampshire? Did we not talk about that? No, week. that was last week's race. We usually oh. talk about last week's race before we look at and give our predictions for I this week's race. That wasn't a race race. last week, or was that two weeks ago? No, that was two weeks ago, Mike. Man, I'm... that's when we were both in the same room at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, out at passing church. So, anyway, the Foxwoods Casino and Resort 301 was last week. Brad Keselowski was your race winner and got a nice lobster, lobster out of the victory. It was Mike, a big lobster. It was. Uh, Mike, your pick of Denny Hamlin came in second. My pick of Mr. Kyle Busch. The misfortune of my Kyle Busch picks keeps on getting worse as he wrecked and finished in dead last. It almost makes me want you to pick uh, Kyle Busch for every race. (laughs) So I don't know. So that brings our... So you picked up one point at least, Mike. So that makes it 17 to 9. Okay. Uh, this week we are heading into Michigan, like I said, another uh, mile and a half oval track. That's uh, right. Going to be a good race. It's always fun there. Um, 
it's what people describe as a cookie cutter, but there's some nuances to each one of them and has some fun points. It's just, it's hard to understand these, these mile and a halfers when they all look the same to understand that, um, the transitions are a little bit different and stuff like that. So they're all a little bit different. Um, but, uh, conceptually they're basically the same. Um, but yeah, looking forward to Michigan this week. Um, Tomorrow's right. race, Rich. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm gonna pick. All right. So, Mike, well, let's take today's race first. Or today's Fire, race first. Yeah, the Firekeepers Casino 400. Yep. Which is today at it says three o'clock on the app. So, Mike, who are you taking on the Saturday race? So for tonight's race, I'm gonna go today's afternoon, whatever day, mm-hmm. whatever time of day yeah. that is. Uh, I'm actually gonna pick up uh, Denny Hamlin again. Uh, All right. He loves those mile and a half racetracks. Look for him to do a lot of good there. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Joey Lugano. That's a good pick. Yeah, the Fords have done really well at Michigan, so uh, I got to go with Lugano. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to I'm going to do something I don't like doing for tomorrow's race. And what's that one called again? Let me see. I got. Um, you're you're gonna. This is the Consumers Energy. Energy. 400. Yeah, Consumers Energy Sunday, 400. Sunday afternoon at 3.30 yep. over on the NBCSN network. Yep. So, Mike, who are you going with as you have the first pick? Honors um, again. I am going to pick Kyle Bush. I don't like doing it, but uh, like we've discussed already on this uh, show, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle really likes having practice. Yeah. And so if he uses today as basically a practice and then tomorrow he can go out and get in his car and, and win a race, maybe. Yeah. If you hadn't taken Kyle Bush, I was going to take him. Oh, man, I should have let you take him so he I can know. wreck out. Exactly. But you took him. That's your pick. It's in the it's written in ink on the book and you've said it on air. So it, you're stuck with him. You're stuck with him and watch him do well for you. Um, so I'm going to um I thought about going with another Ford driver so that Ford can come away with the Manufacturer's Cup, um, but I'm going to have to go with Chase Elliott mm. of, the, of Hendrick Motorsports for this one for the night for the Sunday race. Yep. So uh, those are on MSN, uh, or not MSNBC, it's on uh, NBCSN. And on, uh, you can catch it on the radio on the MRN network in your mm-hmm. local affiliate or online at NASCAR.com. That's right. So look forward to those. Um, and so uh, there, there was one other bit of NASCAR news. I forgot to put it in the outline again, but uh, Eric Jones is going to be looking for a new home. Yep. As uh, Joe Gibbs Racing has decided to go in another direction. Yep. Um, that also comes at the time that, is it Levine Family Racing? Yeah. The, I think so. the guy that has uh, Christopher Bell in the piloting their car who is aligned with Joe Gibbs deciding to end their NASCAR ownership and put the team up for sale. So do you see Christopher Bell sliding into Eric Jones's old spot or cause I don't think a team like Joe Gibbs would probably go down a driver. I don't think they're going to eliminate a car, but yeah, you know. no, they'll, they'll keep the car. Uh, I think what they'll end up doing, and, and this is just my best guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Bell will end up there. Um, but again, it it always it's this is when we start hearing about people about rides that aren't going to be happening next year. 
Um, sometimes it takes until the middle of the winter before we know who's going to be where. Sometimes it's just a week or two. So uh, Joe Gibbs will get that out there. Um, I, I really like Bella as an option there. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, let me look it up because I don't want to misquote this. These guys hate when you misquote who their sponsors mm-hmm. are. Um, Bell, I know, drives for Ream. And uh, it's kind of like a rotating list of, of his sponsors. And uh, I think I know one of the tool manufacturers, I think, sponsors Eric Jones. I don't remember which one. Um, yeah, okay. It's not who I thought it was. Yeah, Ream is the one that... Um, Oh, okay. It's Michael McDowell. It's K-Love. So, I was thinking K-Love. And you know that that uh, that Coach Gibbs, he's a strong Christian man. He would love Mm -hmm. that stuff. So, um, he'd be all about it, I would think. But, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, there's already talk of uh, maybe Eric Jones sliding over to take uh, going to Hendrick Motorsports. Yep. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not necessarily to take over for for Jimmy, but maybe take over one of the rides, and by maybe doing a little bit of a shuffle and putting well, somebody else in Jimmy's is, ride, and then sliding yeah. Eric Jones into his. This is Jimmy's last year, so it's it's coming to an end. So it, I mean, even if they don't put him in that number, they they still slide him over, and he ends up in Jimmy's ride anyway. Uh, it might just be a different different factors in there. Um, but yeah, a lot of shuffle. We'll we'll start looking forward to those shuffles. Uh, that shuffle talk coming up, and uh, yeah. So, so I think Mike, it, it's time to to head into the bubble. Well, unless you want to send the cars around the track one more time. All right, we'll give him one more laugh. That's the victory lap, guys. And the NASCAR victory lap. Okay. All right. Time to head into the bubbles. There's three Lots of them. More. For two different sports. Yes, that's right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I saw where you went there. Nice. Ah, see what I did so, there? Uh, so, I did. The so, Blackhawks uh, look good. They did. They pulled off an upset. The expanded playoffs provided some excitement. Yeah. I mean, because it was not only the Blackhawks that pulled out a victory, but you had the Montreal Canadiens as a number 12 seed pull off. Uh, pull off their upset by yep. by taking down the penguins and also the the coyotes the coyotes uh took down their uh, their opponent as well so uh that sets up um where our finals picks are at that puts my my pick of the flyers going up against the eight seeded maple leafs as of now and the Avalanche, my Stanley Cup Finals champion, going up against the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, over on your side, Mike, the Bruins are going to get the Hurricanes, and your Golden Knights are going to face off against the Coyotes in round two of this revamped playoffs. And, uh, but yeah, so I lost my conference final team as the Oilers got eliminated. So, yeah. Bittersweet, you get to see the Blackhawks keep playing or hear about the Blackhawks keep playing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not all about it. So. And, uh, you're not going to join in? Hmm. You don't no. know? You don't? That I do know it. 
that used to be your theme song, Rich. I know, I know. It used to be a ringtone. Yeah. But go Blackhawks. You know, if they screw up everything and they win it all, I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. So, um, and uh, in the NBA, uh, yeah. numbers are down in the NBA. People aren't watching. Also, okay. So, so you're, you're, Joe, from what you're reading, they, they, they're not watching, Mike. The TV ratings for the NBA are, are, have dropped significantly. Hmm. So, so they were, so they were up and good when, right when it came back. And then they maybe kind of maybe came back to earth or went lower yeah. than expected the yep. further the season went along. When I think though, I think that maybe that is expected as you're seeing a lot more teams maybe throwing in the white flag not wanting to risk injury or as they're preparing for the playoffs already have heard that uh pelicans have shut down or might not be playing zion as much as often yeah he's got minutes restrictions which is not good for like honestly it's hard because you got to decide did you do you want to play in the playoffs or do you want to rest zion i think at this point you rest zion you let him go um you get him out of the bubble even let him go home, be with family, go to the strip club for wings, whatever he needs to do. Oh, wait, no, no. no sorry. Wrong guy. Wrong, Wrong guy. guy. But, yeah. Um, but the it looks like the Eastern Conference playoff field is set as the Wizards were eliminated. So I think the only things that you could see change uh, by, the, by next weekend when the eight-game recap is done is you could see re- the reshuffling of the four or five and six seeds between Miami, Indiana, and Philly as they're all within a game of each other. And you could see Brooklyn and Orlando swap slots between eight and seven. Uh, but I don't think between Brooklyn and Orlando, it's not going to matter much. So I think Toronto Toronto, and, and Milwaukee are probably going to knock them guys out. It's going to be your probably the only drama in that first round of the Eastern Conference is going to come with uh, what's going to happen between Boston and Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a fun – I mean, it's it, basketball's back, I suppose. Um, now, have you gotten to watch any games? Nope. Okay. I don't have the cable, and I, I really don't care enough to uh, to go somewhere and, and watch a game. You, don't, did, did I not get you your Sling, the Sling subscription? Um, you gave me a password, but it didn't work for some reason. You may have to talk more on that af- offline. But also, I mean, my wife likes to watch. We're more baseball fans. She tolerates football. Basketball? No. Okay. She draws the line of basketball. Basketball and a little bit of hockey. She'll watch the Winter Classic and, and hockey with me, but neither. But, um, I mean, basketball, basketball for me hasn't been the same of being able to sit down and watch it since Jordan's Bulls. So, I mean, I, I think even if I had cable, had the free time to where I didn't have I wasn't competing for uh, the remote control in the house. I don't think I'd get much basketball action or want to watch it, really. Okay. That's a fair point. Um, you know, the crowd is a little weird. Um, the... I thought the crowd idea was good. It's an interesting idea of having digital fans. Sure. Speaking of which, ooh. We didn't touch on this topic last week. No, you were complaining about the ML the, about Fox putting in Cubs, uh, Cubs outfits that you've never seen and you thought didn't exist. Yeah, I I, I was kind of weird. Um, but uh, 
the Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, or it might have uh-huh. been last week even, um, I was watching Don't Hassle Us, We're Local, and you know what I saw? Did, did you see a, a, a red dominant Cubs shirt? It or? was a red, it was a red colored Cubs shirt. Yeah, but more than likely, but I mean, that's more than likely when you see Cubs gear, red's not the dominant color. Hey, it was a it's thing. mostly blue. It it's was a thing, and white. you complained about it, and I saw I one. I just had never seen one either, so I wanted to, yeah. Uh, the Don't oh, Ask yeah. List guys. If you're in the Quad City area, they are on uh, ESPN 1170. Check them out. They're on daily from noon to 2. It's a great show. Uh, if you're not on in that area... Uh, they are on Facebook.com, uh, Facebook at uh, Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. Check those guys out. They do a great job. Uh, they have fun, too. Um, just want to give uh, them a quick plug. Yeah, and may- maybe talking about virtual fans or the fan cutouts, did you see what the Kansas City Royals did to one of their cutouts? No, I behind not. home plate. So it happened in game one between the Cubs and the Royals. Either I don't know whether they didn't know about it or they realized it after the fact, but supposedly Marlins man made an appearance as a cardboard cutout fan of the Royal in, in the Royal stands, wearing his orange hat and or, bright orange Marlins jersey. Live television, Mike. Live television. You could see them lowering a hanger with the Royal shirt onto the cutout. Really? To cover the Marlins jersey. Yep, to cover the Marlins jersey, and then I'm watching the I'm. We're watching a little bit of the game on Thursday night, and they not only have the cardboard, the T-shirt on the cardboard cutout, but now he, when I was wearing a Royals hat and the like, the Groucho Marx glasses with like the fake nose, <laughs> fake nose and eyebrows. Now, <laughs> oh, that's great! I love it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think as much as Marlins Man has become a part of baseball, to where when you're watching a baseball game, it's that's one of the things you almost start looking for in stadiums that have those seats right behind home plate. I mean, is yep. Marlins man there to where, I mean, I mean, if he has the money and cause I'm sure those cardboard cutouts are free, you're, you're paying to be put there on a cardboard cutout. I mean, and he has the money. Why not pay to be a cardboard cutout fan in every single stadium this year? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would be awesome. I was trying to find it. Hey, I see it. Oh man. You see so it? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like uh, it was either um, bleach, uh, not uh, bleeding cubby blue. I think had it saw it live to where you saw them live television too, putting the hanger, lowering the t-shirt, lowering the t-shirt onto the cutout. They couldn't even wait for an innings break. They did it on wow. live television supposedly. That's awesome. Oh wow, that's that's fun. Um, so. Uh, real quick, do we got anything else? We need, let me look at the outline. Not really, Mike. We got through okay. everything. Um, we got through everything. So, uh, do got to say again, folks, uh, if you, if you're looking just to listen to us, um, we love your interaction on Facebook. If you, if you want to watch, we're here Saturdays. We try to do the show about 1030, uh, Saturday and, uh, you can join in the conversation. But if you're not, if you're just looking for a place to listen to it, uh, Spotify, um, Google Podcast. I'm hoping this week we find out that the Apple Podcast went through. Um, I'm still waiting on that. Um, if that goes through the way that it should, 
we should be good to go this week on that. And uh, anywhere you find your podcast, check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, or you can make go to sure, the... but make sure you find the right balls and sticks podcast. Yes, there are a couple of a couple of them out there, or sticks and balls. So yep. click on the right one if you're if you're wanting to listen to audio only of our show. Yeah, it's uh, Rich and I in tuxedos, uh, looking like we're we're pretending to hold baseball bats. Yeah. So if you see that, you're on the right page. Um, one final thing. Uh, yesterday was my wife's birthday, so I want to give her a big shout out. Uh, thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for staying up until one in the morning when my family got in town to host them so that uh, we could have a good time. Yeah, that's pretty late for you and Danielle. Yeah, that's really late for Danielle, especially. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a little bit of a drag today. We're going to probably, I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure it out. Um, so happy birthday to her. Happy anniversary to my uh, to her grandparents, Rich. Uh, you're a week and a half after your birth, or you're almost two weeks out from your birthday. So, want to give that shout out one more time. One um, more time, okay. How's the family? How's everybody doing? They're doing good. Good. They're doing good. Do you got any shout outs you need to give? Nah. Happy oh. birthday, Danielle. Okay, um, folks. We'll see you next week. And like I said, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we really are trying to, to get this so that you don't have to watch us every week. Um, I know some people really like listening to the audio, but don't necessarily want to have to have the Facebook on all the time. So um, check it out. If you like what we're doing, like us on Facebook. Uh, participate in what you can. See you next week, and uh, God bless.